Warning, the following program is very silly. Welcome along, folks, to the Michael Muto Show here on Westermark 102 FM, your local community radio station. I hope you're all having a fantastic Tuesday morning. I hope you had a fantastic Monday. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope you had a fantastic week since I spoke to you last. Well, folks, here we are. Today is the day. Today is my last show here on Westermark 102 FM. And uh, it's quite a show I've got planned for you today now. I have four guests on today's show. That's right, four guests. You've got VTuber and video games influencer Casey Explosion. You've got Tony and Martin from the Echo Chamber Podcast. And you've got Lisa Daly, chairperson of the Limerick Pride Parade. And you know what, folks? I think we'll just jump right into the first interview. Here is my chat with the one and only Casey Explosion. Welcome along, folks. This is Michael Muta here on Westmark 102 FM. And for the final time on the Michael Muta Show... I would like to welcome on to this program, Casey Explosion. Casey, thank you once again for being on the show. Um, no problem. So today I was thinking what we'll talk about today, because we've, you, we've before we met you, we were talking, well, I mentioned you before, but uh, when I talked to you on the show the first time, we we're talking about being a VTuber and video games and all kinds of things about you. And then the second time we spoke about horror films, because we're, we're both kind of big, well, from different points of view about horror films. I like kind of old school horror films. You like more modern stuff. And we met somewhere in the middle about it. And then yeah. that makes it sound like it was the base. <laughs> it wasn't really. It's, um, it's well, it's a broad genre. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot for everybody. Which is what brings us kind of a kind of what uh, I want to talk about today, which is video games that you would play when you want to unwind and relax. And I said to Casey about this and I said, it could be anything, you know, because for sometimes I will be for some people, it's um, Animal Crossing. For other people, it's Doom, you know, and you're shooting demons and all kinds of stuff like this. So, Casey, what kind of games do you like to play when you want to unwind? What I'm playing right right now as we're speaking mm-hmm. is Slay the Spire, which oh, is okay. uh it is a deck building roguelike. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this before, but it is a very, very good game. Well, now, and... what? Because if you were to say, now I've seen the game, but a deck building roguelike to someone that has never played a game, but doesn't really play video games, would sound like gobbledygook. Okay, <laughs> so fair, what that is, is, that's a, fair enough. What do you mean by deck building? So, it is a card-based game. Yes. At the start of a turn, you draw from a deck of cards mm-hmm. and those cards can be attacks or they can be defenses or some kind of special, special abilities. And kind of like trading card games. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like that. But like, you know, as as you progress through the game, mm-hmm. you get more cards and you yeah. build out your deck. And then at the end of that that session, that run, you you, just, you start from the beginning again. It's not very, there's no kind of permanent, permanent deck building. It's like mm. you, you, you unlock the ability to add more, more cards to the decks. Yeah. As you, as you progress through the game. 
And I suppose the roguelike part of it, rogue was a game where you would go through, try to get as far as you could, and you might die, and you go back to the start. Am I right in saying that? Or You would be. Right. That would be exactly it. So when you say a roguelike game, it's like that. Yeah. Like that original game, Rogue, which I don't know how many yeah. people have actually played. <laughs> I haven't played it either, but it's it's a genre mm. that I have a lot of fun thus mm. far. So, yeah. you know. So combining the two is really interesting. I've never heard of that, actually. A roguelike deck building game. Because I've played um, Magic the Gathering Arena and I've played the Pokemon trading card game online, but I've never played like a roguelike game okay. combined with this. Mm. See, I, 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 I haven't played any of the any of the trading card games mm-hmm. either so that's that's something that's a bit outside of my wheelhouse somewhat. that would be one of my cozy game or relaxing games now would be that kind mm. of a thing sometimes it depends on my mood but just stay at aspire now why oh yeah so um so i remember watching it and there was characters on screen they're doing things as well too yeah yeah so the cards that you draw are attacks for the for the character right that's really cool. So rather than uh, pressing buttons and stuff like that, you would get all the abilities through, as you say, through the decks. That's kind of a really cool idea for a game, actually. You know, it's so fantastic. Yeah. yeah, genuinely fantastic. Yeah. Um, have you there any other kind of um, any other kind of games you would play when you want to unwind and things like that? I think uh, Snowrunner was uh, Snowrunner and yeah. That was a very, very relaxing game. It's a fun game to watch. And I know you and other people I know have played it. And essentially, isn't that where you're in a truck on a snow, like basically, was it ice truckers or ice road truckers or a reality show like that? And you're basically doing that. Something like that, yes. I've never, I've never seen the, I've never seen the show, but I've heard the comparison. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a great game for, for chilling out with. Chilling because it's ice. Get it? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I, we have to get all right. This is the last have to get in the you I'm doing on this show, so we're gonna pack in all the puns, all of them. There's gonna be puns every five seconds, okay, folks. So let's <laughs> buckle up for this. Okay? I can't. I can't do every five seconds. I'll. <laughs> I, I, can, I can try. If no, if we can work in some birds happen. into this talk. I know a lot of eggs. Did you? Puns, did you hear the one about Batman. the tortoise? No. Forget it. it. Takes ages to get to the punchline. <laughs> right. Um, so, what were you talking? What was that? What game was I saying? Um, before, after that. Oh, yeah, so um, what was the name again? Oh, Snowrunner. Where yeah. I remember you were got you got stuck in some water. You were trying to get your truck out, and it was yeah. kind of um, it's very not tricky now, but you did. It can be challenging. Yes. Yeah, but in a non. For, like not saying I kind of like you're like oh that's cheap they put that in the game just to catch you up it's so like oh no I did this myself now and I'm going to have to get around yeah. it a little bit how do I get around this now and nice little challenges and you're not going to go yeah. you're not going to be throwing your controller across the room kind of challenges I think um, I'm not somebody who would be very throw the controller kind of mm. yeah not my vibe. So no. I think even even when like some very difficult, very challenging games, because I I like yeah. I like it a bit difficult sometimes. I like mm. I like a challenge, and you know, even when there are games where, you know, for some people, it yeah. would be aggravating. Yeah, I I get really into the zone, and I like I like that. I get very focused. 
I remember you were playing a game because we should say as well, uh, Casey streams on Twitch, uh, plays yes. games on Twitch. And uh, if you don't know, folks, and I was watching you play a game. I can't remember if it was uh, Tesla something. Tesla Grad? Tesla Grad. And it was a bit. Tesla and Grad said, 2 just came out. Tesla Grad true. Uh, yes. Whatever Casey said is the right thing. Tesla Grad 2. <laughs> I think that. And yeah. I was watching you play a bit. And I said, I don't know how you keep your cool. I'd be effing and jeffing there <laughs> playing that game. I'd be losing my mind. Jeffing, just jeffing, you know. Do you ever just, do you ever just you lose your temper, folks? And you're just jeffing, you know? Effing one thing, but jeffing? I don't know. <laughs> Not about that either. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> but um, I think that sometimes with games that are challenging, though, where there is like a puzzling aspect and it's really getting your brain going. I think I think that's that's one of the things about um, games is because you can you can do very challenging things in in some in a in a form that is very low stakes mm-hmm. and i think that's that's some of some of the appeal yeah. so for example let's say you're playing you're you're playing a lot, there's there's a lot of games that are kind of simulating jobs mm-hmm. there there are job games yes and i think that appeals to a lot of people because you know it's it can be very cool to come at a task yeah. or a problem or a thing where there is no there are no stakes no there are no you know it's it doesn't matter if you don't do the thing you're not you don't have deadlines no. it's just a game yeah. you know yeah, yeah. There's so like that... car wash simulator and the farming games and all kinds of things like that that's where, yeah. like, as you say, like, you know, yeah, which, which sound you're like, there's a, uh, people might be like, there's, wait a second, there's a, a game of power washing. You must, you must be in something else, Mike. Like, no, it's literally a power washer. You literally yeah. power wash things and it's, you get through all the nissy gritty and get it all done and you take your time with this and make sure you've it all done. And yeah, that's yep. the game. Yep. That's the game. It's it's chill and relaxing. So, well, the kind of games that I find myself drawn to, one game that I find myself drawn to, I think since the third or fourth year since it was released, and it's been on a long time now, is Minecraft. That is my, probably after Fallout New Vegas, <laughs> sorry, I had to bring it up again, but uh, Fallout New Vegas is is my favorite game. And I think the reason it's a lot of things you've said, it's challenging at times because you're trying to figure out what you're trying to do. You might have a project you want to work on. You're like, right, I want to build this. Right, I got to go away, get the materials, bring it back. Or if you're just playing creative mode, you're just like, right, I want to build this thing. I want to make it look good and, uh, you know, do whatever you want. And it's all that kind of stuff like that again as well, too. But different, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't really play Minecraft myself, mm. but I play a lot of other kinds of games where you know the, the whole crafting survival thing mm-hmm. is can be can be very fun very relaxing yeah. um my one of my vices is a game called valheim and that's a very it's it's kind of like kind of like um viking minecraft you're well, like I, you're the name rings but i don't know if i've seen that game though it is it's it's very very 
very nice game and it kind of mm. it kind of builds itself as this tough challenging game and right. i don't find it that hard at all mm. i find it really relaxing and mm. it is it's gorgeous to look at it's it's got yeah. great absolutely terrific art style to it and yeah. you can make lovely little like little cottages and Little, little Viking village you build build oh. out you know decorate it and it's you know you've got all that that tough combat and everything as well mm. there is that aspect to it but I find just it's so relaxing yeah it is that kind of um starting a project and finishing it as well too I think as well is the and and you know when you set a goal for yourself like you're saying your neighbor uh say this point you want to get to the end of the level you want to get to the end or you want to get to where you're going taking your time as you get there you're figuring it out i think that is actually true with card games for some reason it's card games you're more ponderous you're, you're thinking about right what am i going to play now do you know I mean think, what i think with, per, personally with slay the spire I, I play a lot of it because it's very it's something that i can do on autopilot at this mm-hmm. point and that's a big reason for why I like it so much. And yeah. It's very, it's a very familiar game, and I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of people have certain games that they'll they just love to to go back to. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, you know, don't have to don't have to put too much brain power into it. So mm. you can play it while while doing something else, while listening to a podcast yes. or while watching watching something on mm-hmm. on the telly. Yeah, or it listening was... to something on the radio. Well, Casey, if people want to find you on the internet, where do they go? Twitch.tv slash Casey Explosion. It's probably probably one of the best places to find That's me. That's it, yeah. Go there and follow Casey for every time a good time. I've yet to tune in to you, Casey, and I go, oh, it's not so great this time. No, it's always oh, always a great you. fun time. Every single thank time. You. And I'm always like, there's been often times where I get headaches and things that every now and again, and I'm like, no, I'm going to tune into case now and I'm going to be nice and relaxed and I'm going to hang out for a bit. And this is absolutely brilliant. Well, Casey, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your day to be here on the last show. It's an absolute delight. I'm so glad I got to talk to you and meet you and stuff like that. And it's a delight to say that I know you. And uh, the world's a better place to have case explosion in it. (laughs) Oh, that's that's too kind. Say well, something nasty to, to even it out. Um, I'm joking. Don't you don't know I'm joking. Oh, well, no. No, I'm just kidding. I can't think of any. I literally couldn't think of a single thing. Folks, there we go. I'm going to go on to something else right now on the show. And I'm going to say goodbye to you here, Casey. Uh, right. Talk to you again. Somewhere Thanks else in much. the future, of course. Bye, Casey. Welcome back, folks. This is Michael Muto here on Western Rick 102 FM. Folks, if you're just joining me, this is my last show here on Western Rick 102 FM. And, well, I wanted to go with a big show. So already we've heard from Casey Explosion. And coming up right now, I'm going to have a chat with Tony and Martin from the Echo Chamber podcast. I want to introduce this a little bit because I think at one point Tony mentions what he says is a recent news story. Now, of course, it was recent at the time of our recording it. That would have been in the middle of May. But uh, I just wanted to put that in the context when it was recorded for you. So anyway, here we go. Take it away, Michael of the Past. Welcome along, folks. This is Michael Muser here on Westmick 102 FM for the last time. 
This is it, the last show. <laughs> On the line right now, I have Tony and Martin from the Echo Chamber podcast. Welcome back, lads. Uh, been... This is why it is your last show. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it a year ago or two years ago when we spoke? I can't remember. It must it be a couple of years ago. now, Michael, but Probably, it's like yeah. it, 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 it is terrible being called to your wake now, you know? But... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 a living we wake. One. Yes, and uh, look, it's nice to get people to come and say nice things about you. So, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It wasn't really what I was thinking, but but you brought no, the wrong like, two I wish people. I had done. No, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I should have just had people. Oh, come on, and say something nice about me as if I'm dying. No, but um, <laughs> no, but uh, I said I wanted to check in with you lads and see how you're doing. So the last time, well, forget what we were talking about last time. But so this time, I want to talk about um podcasting in general because you're both independent podcasters. And of course, um, you know, I see a lot of podcasts nowadays are with networks, things like that, but you two are doing your own independent thing. I know, Tony, you've spoken to me in the past about um, about how you are very independent and that mm. is very, uh, very big to you. And I was like, but why is that important to you? Why do you find that important when you're podcasts? You never joined a network or anything like that. Um, we, we've, we've had offers. We've, I've, I won't lie. I've gone on zooms with, uh, with the bigger networks and they've even tried to water it down where he says, you know, join us, come on board, slap our branding on it. And then I said, no, not comfortable with that. And it's, well, you can come on board as, as an affiliate. You can come mm-hmm. on as an affiliate. We say, and, and it's like, then they'll say something like, well, we're going to dynamically insert, insert ads into your podcast. They're going, mm-hmm. oof. Don't like that. Um, and well, it's revenue sharing. And you're going, okay, revenue sharing. We, we were really struggling. We could do it a few quid. And then you ask a question like, so will these companies be, um, you know, ethical businesses that maybe pay a living wage and rec- re- recognize unions and you get crickets. You literally get mm-hmm. crickets because, you know, we see it. You hear it on the podcast now. Um, a lot of advertising on podcasts is from betting industries. A lot of it from financial industries. A lot of from things that Martin companies that that you know and I know we would rail against in terms of your uh, the people who are delivering food to people and we would rail oh, against absolutely absolutely listen the standard is high very few come up to the standard and, and that's really the truth I mean how can you give out about a bank and then the next minute I have a bank ad going I mean you're just so hypocritical or, or, or talk about bo- or talk about bogus self-employment and then have someone say enter code echo chamber and get 10% off your next delivery by some poor fella who's oh, so, oh God, don't don't it would be don't trickier right, I suppose yeah I suppose that yeah, would I, be yeah. I can thought of that now yeah the, a lot of, a lot of people things. Michael say to us we should we should just swallow that but I actually think we're right to hold our ground, even mm. even when it even when it doesn't serve us uh, well, and it, and genuinely doesn't. It doesn't, and a lot of people think that we're doing it out of some sort of um, you know martyrdom or something. It's not. It's literally on the on the case that these are the values that we want to to see in this in the work that we do, and and it's pretty mm. much shared across the platform. But um, well, actually, the other thing I wanted to ask is about that, actually, the difference between podcasting and, we'll say, radio. So what do you think the benefits are of podcasting over radio? Because there are um, there's neg- positive and negative both sides, of course. The way we do it, and, and, this is, and this is our ethos, this is what we do. We want to get the very best from the person we're interviewing. Therefore, we don't do gotcha. We don't do... Um, okay, you tell us about green energy, and then we have Mr. Mad Hat over here who's going to spit two minutes of, of absolute nonsense at you just to get a rise and clicks. We don't do that. We want to hear the person. 
the best foot they have to put forward and give them the very best they can. We want the very best from people. We don't want arguments. We don't want clickbait. Well, to kind of uh, counter that, unfortunately, to be honest, Martin, I don't really do that either. I don't really have any kind of gotcha stuff. You know, I mm. never really go, ah, we've gotcha. I'm like, I, I'm like yourself and I want to have a, a conversation with people. And well, now the only thing I would say is maybe time would be against me sometimes. But I, what I think, though, is what's different about podcasting in general, as opposed to uh, radio is, as, as you say, you can get a nice longer pod, a nice longer chat, you will say. Mm. You know, it's more intimate, can I, I think. Michael. Well, well, well yeah. can I, you're not you don't you don't have news traffic travel and and a, and a and a competition that you mm-hmm. might have to read out. So you don't have that, but you also can have like today. Um, we really quickly able to. It's because we've done so many. So I, it's unfair. Not many podcasts have the 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 back catalog that we have. We've we did a thousand and thirty as of today, but like when that news broke this morning. Of um of of uh, uh Kadir Adnan uh, dying on hunger strike in 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 Israeli prison, I had messages from people in Gaza asking me was I going to cover it, and I was able to then reach out to someone who was willing to cover it within a couple of hours, and we were talking to people in in three parts of the world, Martin, like today, um, yeah, today. today, and 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 you can have that and turn it around, and it's there for our listeners. They can listen. They can maybe listen yeah, to the next one. That's but, the thing. but yeah, and and it it'll sit there forever. And they might. Some people will discover it in 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 twenty five minutes time, and some will discover it in twenty five months time. You know, and mm-hmm. so so it's it's nice like that. But what it also gives us is that ability to be quick. Um, we've built that huge. We've got some sort of for some reason we've got a lot of credibility in the bank with a lot of other uh, causes that we we're we're we care about and we're able to we're able to turn that around and we don't have the pressure and i mean this genuinely we don't have the pressure particularly because we speak politics of then saying you've just heard from this person who told you what's wrong yeah. with fortress europe and and migration now here's a now here's a fellow who hates migrants for to balance it you know we don't yeah. have to do that do you keep to a schedule because i don't think you do i see no. your podcast pop out all the time of day there are any time of the week. It's not like, oh, tune in this. It's be out this day. It's like, no, we're, we've got one today. We've got one tomorrow. Kind of a thing. <laughs> we, 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 it, sometimes it's. But that's it's like. Li- Go on, sorry. Sorry. No, we've no choice because. Today was today was a fine yeah, example. Tom. To, yeah. Like, as I said, I woke this morning and found out what had happened in, 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 in uh, the prison in Israel. And I and I spent a few hours trying to get the, the correct person to talk about it. And then I had WhatsApps from someone else in North Macedonia who mm. arranged something else. And then all of a sudden you're talking to, and, and and you're going, well, first of all, you you these people have real stories that that need to be shared. So you say we have to jump on that now. And we we do. We just go for it. And then we then we put them out and we say, like, I'd love to tell you, you know, oh, the podcast comes out on Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. No podcast mm. comes out as soon as Tony Groves has it edited to a degree where it's going to be you can listen to it and you can consume it. And maybe this because I don't get to spend enough time sometimes doing the audio that I'd like to do because the story is too important. I got to get it out there quickly. Um, I, Like we've everybody saw that awful event with the doctor uh, in in Galway with the, with the man with the circular saw. We had that podcast out that evening that it happened and it didn't appear in the, the mainstream media for two more days. So, you know, we do try and help boost things to, to try and say to people look this is this is what's happening now and you know it's 
it's it's really really rewarding as a it is rewarding martin as, as a as an enterprise oh yeah and and but, like with the activism it also gives like there's certain areas that I, I i concentrate on the activism it's great to be able to do those technically proficient podcasts mm, where mm. you know all the details of the subject you're talking about as compared to doing we'll say a character-based podcast where you're trying to get the best from the person mm-hmm. the technical ones are a different they're a different ball game altogether but very enjoyable i have to say I really that's a good point actually it. yeah because you do a lot of different types of interviews so like as you say you are so it's is there different kind of mindsets you have to go into do you have to kind of how do you feel you feel you've improved as well with that as well oh god yeah over time we know yeah. each other quite well at this stage you know and and but we're even... able to pick up on each other's visual cues on, on who comes in next but you know that kind of thing also um we weren't fast friends before we we only got to know each other through podcasting everybody yeah. thinks we're friends for years and years we're not no we we're were and we, and we still fight we still all, but, all, but, all the time but, all but the, the time. but the the truth of it is we're better broadcasters than when we, than when we started we're absolutely we're absolutely like i mean we can if i know i need a podcast a tight 25 minutes martin what what do i do i i, I finish podcasts at michael 25 minutes and one second that's on the it, button knowing the job, yeah like knowing and knowing if i want to do that and that's that comes with that just comes with repetition and getting your reps yeah. making sure you know these are the four main points i want listeners to come away with it and i mm-hmm. want then there's also maybe a couple of aspects i want the guests to shine as martin says martin yeah. i have to be honest he does the the empathy and the um the 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 the, the, the bringing the personal stories thing he brings that out of people a lot better than i do but I'm kind of more like of a like let's drive the show along, yeah, kind of yeah uh, mode, and it just works. We 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 don't have that, that that little bit of creative tension, that little as we always said, Martin. What is it? Conflict with a small with a small C. C. Yeah, we yeah. do we do have blazing arguments with each mm. other. I really do. But uh, at the end, we're both on the same lines. We both. Want you to weird to have a political place. podcast and not have arguments, though. I mean, you know, <laughs> off air arguments. Oh, I know. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Of course, of course, of course. No. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 never because uh, we think one's crap or the other. It's just we want to get the best out of each other, constantly yeah. get the best out of each other. So that's where the conflict comes in, uh, you know. And it's it's always oh we should do this or we should do this or we should yeah you know that kind of always driving forward conflict, which is a good conflict to have. Mm. I tell you, Tony, going back to what you said about having the tight twenty five minutes, you get that definitely with radio. You picked it up fairly fast. If you're doing live radio, you're like mm. right. You're off at this time and that's it. You're not going over that. You're out. Mm. And that's you. You're watching the clock and it's kind of not in a kind of a, you're just you keep your eye on the clock and you kind of like race. OK, yeah. And we'll wrap it up now. Kind of thing like that. But, you know, bring it to a nice. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you do your transitions and you do yes. your and yeah. absolutely. I'm aware of the But I mean, we can have a podcast with someone where we're having a personal story and it can be it could be an hour, it could be 90 minutes, mm-hmm. but we could be doing something like we're done today where we knew someone else was, was there was a TV station literally waiting to talk to the yep. to the guests we had. So we knew we had to turn them around in 22 minutes. And I think it went out. I genuinely think the podcast is 22 minutes and six seconds long. That's right. So, but the other thing too, is there is the odd time you get somebody who's just utterly exceptional, utterly, utterly exceptional. And I can see it in his eyes and he can see it in mine. It's like mm, yeah. no time limit. Let this person 
talk and talk and talk because this person is exceptional. And we don't even have to have that communication. We just You're saying that now. You're saying, yes, we're talking to Michael. We're getting that now from him. Yeah, I see what, you, I see what you're saying, Mary. You're saying it subtly, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well, Michael, but a conversation like this could go, yep. could ramble on for an hour. Or yeah. you can you hit your points and you say, right, we've come to the conclusion. Let's move on. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember hearing one time ages ago, and I think it was said about podcasts, but I think it's true as well about radio shows, um, is that the first hundred episodes are probably not going to be great. Hmm. In fact, for podcasting, it's probably usually like you're going to be crap because a lot of times with podcasting, you go in and you're just you maybe like yourselves have no broadcasting, uh, no broadcast background or anything like that, no training or anything like that. And you're like, right, just go in and give it a go. And it's not a negative. It's just like, that's just the way it is. You're learning as you go. So I was going to say, you're probably going to be really good now with a couple of thousand under your belt. Like, yeah. So, you know? yeah. No, no, but the, like, it's a hundred percent agree with you. There are people I know who've done 40, 50 podcasts and think that they're, that they're uh, doing well now. And, and I, I often think to myself going, you're not even scratching the surface because, yeah. you know, if it was up to me, I'd burn my first 150 episodes, you <laughs> oh, know? I don't know. Yes, oh, yes. I've said no, the exact same no, thing, Tony. No, the exact same no, thing, yes. I, I wish I could Mar- all Mar- of them No, no, but Martin, it's, it's a completely different show now. It's a oh, God, it is. Yeah, it's like, compl- like, but I think exactly, what we yeah. learned on, on the way and what mm. we've learned on the way, I'd never want to unknow what I now know. Never. No. Well, that seems it's, like a it's place the, to stop there. Folks, does, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show, my last show. Thank you so much, Tony. Michael, Martin, have a great Nick future. That's all we can say is like, want to see you in other places. I actually quite enjoy your show. I think you're a great oh. broadcaster, and I think you're a very interesting person to listen to. And I think that makes a huge difference. Oh, Martin, you do it. <laughs> you're always my favorite, Martin. I was only <laughs> ever joking with Tony. You're always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Every, Michael, everybody says that. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> And, the, and they all, all talk they to all you. Mean it. <laughs> oh, I don't mean it. Lads, I'll see you again. <laughs> bye bye. Take it. Bye bye. We're tuned to the Michael Muro show here on Western Mc One or Two FM. The last show. Yes, if you're just joining, yes, this is the last episode of the Michael Muro show. But we're having great fun so far. We've already heard from Casey Explosion and Tony and Martin from the Echo Chamber podcast. And right now, I'm going to play my interview I recorded in May with the one and only Lisa Daly, chairperson of the Limerick Pride Parade. I'm saying it was recorded in May because, I mean it was, but I'm pointing it out to you because I think we mentioned a few times how Limerick Pride hasn't happened yet. But of course, it has happened and now it happened over the weekend. Uh, so here we go. Here is my chat with the brilliant Lisa Daly. Welcome along, folks, to the Michael Muto Show here on Westmeek 102 FM for the final time, as we are in the last ever episode of the Michael Muto Show. And of course, I had to have her on. The most recurring guest on the show, Lisa Daly, is joining me here today. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me back again. <laughs> folks, if you don't know, Lisa Daly is the chairperson of the Limerick Pride Parade. And uh, every year I've had Lisa come on and she talks about what's going on with that year's Pride. This this is a different one because we're not really we're not really talking about um, the we were saying just before the recorder that um, we're not really there's not really you know, oh, what have you got planned yet because nothing is announced. It's too far ahead in time. But um, I suppose I really... can tell you we have announced. Oh, yeah. OK. 
All right, we announced our headliner yesterday for the Climax Party. Oh, yeah. So it's the first RuPaul UK winner, the Vivian, um, yeah. who is also, they was the Med History this year on Dancing on Ice um, yeah. and was one of the finalists and has appeared on Eurovision. So she's the head of BBC wow. at the moment for Eurovision. Wow. Um, so she's performing the Climax Party on the 8th of July. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. You always get great guests at the Limerick Pride Absolutely amazing. Absolutely outstanding. I'm an event coordinator at heart. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's a good now. Now we've got a tap because I wasn't too sure because I was like, well, where are we going with this? Because we, there's a lot of things I could talk about, but event coordinating. So, had you mm. done event coordinating before Limerick Pride for joining them? No, um, just it wasn't something I seen like uh, going to happen if you get me, but I always had a thing for events. If I was to do anything with home, I kind of went a bit or to tears, you know, yeah. used imagination with things. Um, with Limer Pride, then when I got involved, it really was more kind of at the event side. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. And it was literally me coming along to book a DJ for the late night club after party that was it <laughs> I, I'm genuinely, I thought you had I for some reason I just assumed that you had a big history of event planning and stuff like that was how well Limerick Pride has done it so you just had you had you done anything started before that, very or? yeah started very innocently uh, just to help out and be a hand yeah, yeah. and spread about the awareness of Limerick Pride but mm-hmm. more of the event side yep. so it was Kind of the boldness of one of the events then of um Pride Fest. So that's where mm-hmm. Pride Fest got its name after the parade. So I said rather than us kind of going down the street, so just closing off the street, why don't we kind of go bigger go home? Which was yeah. nerve for the committee at the time. Um but there was only one committee member, I believe, at the time that was sitting on that committee that was mm-hmm. from Limerick City as well. The oh, rest and it wasn't being disrespectful, but the rest were nice guys yeah, that were from not from Limerick and yep. my attitude was stop hiding and let's kind of go out there and <laughs> so I made a little brazen moves uh the event side started kicking in and it mostly kicked in on the second year I was with pride so I'm now nine years in <laughs> <laughs> so it kicked in more in the second year because yeah. I became the overall event coordinator for the second year so um the events became like a baby to me, but then I ended up stepping in as the chairperson then two weeks before Pride happened. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And I then genuinely, I, 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 it would have seemed like someone that had a long history of organizing with how professional it all is, how like it's so well put together, so well organized, the guests are amazing like this. I would have, I don't know, I just would have assumed it was Thank a big... <laughs> long career before that even that's amazing that's no, absolutely sending stuff just a genuinely started very innocently never yeah. would have predicted this stuff uh i would have like even as an activist i would have yep. even learned about our community i wasn't even aware of a lot of it i won't be you know mm-hmm. that's what i would say never rule out anyone you know because yeah, yeah. genuinely i was the underdog that everyone ruled out <laughs> said i should not be on the community i was too out there too outspoken um too brazen and yep. my attitude was isn't most of limerick like me i want <laughs> <laughs> so i was like come on then <laughs> i love it um but yeah i mean if it's just it's it's become iconic uh limerick pride and people around the place talk about it as we've spoken here on the show before as well too 
And well, what what kinds of things have you learned? I mean, being not just like, um, well, yeah. What kinds of things have you learned? What you know in in your time as chairperson? Now, because I mean, I don't just mean like with just planning, but you were saying that you've learned a lot about different communities and stuff like that. So, what off the top of your head would you know the kinds of things oh. you've learned? Definitely, I would have went into the history with Stonewall to know that Stonewall wasn't even just the beginning. There's been protests before that, you know, little marches yeah. and stuff, but Stonewall was the big birthplace that everyone, yeah. you know, really is aware. Yeah. So I wasn't properly aware of things like that or figures throughout, you know, our yeah. lifetimes to ones before us who paved the yes. way. Um, I would have been kind of familiarised with people in Limerick um, who was doing it, and I'll be honest, I was one of those people. I remember seeing Limerick Pride, and it was only, it wasn't really big, but there was a few, you know, a few hundred yep. um, walking down O'Connor Street, and I was not marching in that, and yep. never, ever would I have visualised uh, <laughs> what was going to happen, and, <laughs> you know, so. Yep. So then um, I took a time out of Pride, but I helped them behind the scene, but I stepped down off the committee, for a year but I worked behind the scenes with them because they're you know like yep. there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with paperwork and everything else that people don't realize that is just yeah. really non-stop um, and it's upped I'll be honest we're only discussing it again recently this year it's like it's become like a brand I'll be honest it literally sometimes feels like David and Goliath <laughs> and <laughs> I'll be honest it's, it's become so overwhelming of you know like from the days of even myself I remember going around with letters mm-hmm. and literally you were even embarrassed and were handing over these letters uh basically begging businesses to donate a prize which they were very good uh in America mm-hmm. to be fair they really are but it is not like that now at all. Mm. <laughs> we do not go around like that now. You're just overwhelmed and people don't realise because everyone comes along. Even now it's starting to, you see the amount is coming in in our emails mm-hmm. right now and everything. Um, but people don't realise it literally goes on all year round. That You've mentioned that before, yeah. That it's, as soon as yeah. the last Pride starts, you're planning and for the next Friday. I promised myself, Michael, for Christmas this year that I really wasn't doing it this year. I really wasn't going to do anything with Pride this year. And I got contacted. Mm-hmm. And that whoever can hear this, the drag queen knows because I ate him. Because <laughs> 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 I was sitting down again with Dean Laws and again I had to excuse myself. <laughs> so I was like, it's Christmas Day, please. Uh, so yeah. People don't realise, but I did take um, a few days off, uh, which was surprising. And I'm already looking for a break. <laughs> Gee, man. Yeah, um, I learned a lot with things like even Declan playing our own history, like this year mm. now would mark 30 years of the discrimination, you know, of LGBT in Ireland. Yeah. So that's going to be marked throughout all of Ireland, people. You'll hear many, all the chairs will mention that at some point, you know. It's it is so wild years. to think like that it was illegal to be uh, LGBT in any way yeah. until like 30 years ago. It's like well within I've people's I've never joked with even my mom about this saying like yeah. I was actually kissing girls and it was illegal because <laughs> I was young. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a strange concept now you think like how is that illegal? What do you mean? Who is that harming? What's the What's the anyway? You know, it's, just, it's so yeah. Even when you like, hear like, um, I hear the next generations and like my own nieces, for instance, yep. and I'd be so proud and confident of like 
often because I'm not like it's not like it's something we all go on about now that we go lecture mm. them and all this we just don't I'm their aunt so it's you know, yeah. we don't be going on about LGBT or pride <laughs> and, and all this but they're very aware of everything you know yeah. and they really have blown me away yeah my 11 year old niece there said to me um they're in February <laughs> and it really blew me right it really really blew yeah. me away to be honest um was and took me by surprise as well but she said that they were doing something in school and it was like you know someone on google and they had to google someone who inspires them and things like that and she picked me and i said what and i was sitting oh. at the kitchen table now like pure in pajamas more in a cold hair shut up you know like and i go what do you want about it? you googled me but she was like yeah yeah um but her teacher you know left her off as she was telling people that was yep. around and she started talking about pride and saying now like drag queens explain to her class the difference between a drag queen that they're made you know they dress up and they're entertainers to a transgender person and i was really sitting back listening to this like blown away and then explain that there's many flags and that the rainbow flag is the one we overall come underneath but she like she didn't go through flags but she just said to me in words of there was many flags and i was I was blown away. I was embarrassed, but I was also very blown away that it's not like I'm sitting down teaching her this stuff, but like to know that there's eyes on you. So that was a kind of a, a kick up my backside I needed uh, this year for Pride because I'd reached that point after nine years. We were actually, everyone gets blown away with the drag queens and you're sick looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Because, so, uh, yeah, that's 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 so sweet though. That's so sweet, you know. Well, she had me making video messages and all because she said uh, someone that there was someone she named a ten year old and all. So, like I do, I hear the criticism. I hear you know we really need our allies. Like we wouldn't have got um, the discrimination past like all that the legalization mm-hmm. of us like thirty years ago without our allies. Yep. So we really need our allies stand by us again because I do feel with everything going on and all this anti-protesting of us and it's very overwhelming there's a lot of it happening and throughout the world I'm sure you can see it yourselves but it really is on our own shores and I think even our allies and I understand some people feel like oh my god as they call us what is it the alphabet parade and brigade or whatever um like the amount of names and as I said with the Skittles family I always just laugh because I'll eat a bag of Skittles I am one of those cheeky ones and I will <laughs> eat a bag of Skittles and in front of a camera and say taste the rainbow I am cheeky you know I am brazen that way and um, I do tease <laughs> but you have to make light of certain things as well because of course well um Lisa I want to mm-hmm. say something here now so you've been on this show I don't know many years now and it's always an utter delight to talk to you. Oh, thanks, and you. what you and everyone else who works with Limerick Pride have done is absolutely inspirational. Um, I think it is a just a treasure for the county. I think you represent the county very well. I think uh, you show the best of the county. You've you've you incorporate the arts and everything else as well too. And of course, raising awareness about LGBTQIA issues and just you're an amazing person. There's a reason your nieces did that report on you. They're oh, absolutely outstanding. You. I say this behind your back. To people. Oh, thank you. I'm always saying it. And um, every time I go, 
and you know I've had Lisa Daly chair personally pride parade on and I say the full t- I say the full title every time I'm like yeah you know I've had yeah, them on numerous times <laughs> um yeah it's fest it's this thing it's a festival that's the thing I always it's, 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 it's the thing that drives me mad it's, I, it's amazing like it's crazy it's even last year like up to five I think one day we had like six events in one day yeah, yeah it's crazy it, it definitely minimum is like three events four events a day but oh, think the thing that you came into this not as someone who was a planner or anything like that. You came in just no. pure wanting to do it, pure... Um, I was misguided. That's what happened. My oh, yeah? sister, yeah, my sister yeah. passed away. Um, her birthday and anniversary is actually this week, the end of this week. And she... She knew about Miss Gay Ireland before me. I yeah. I did not know about it. And it had just taken place one year or something. And mm. she knew the winner of it and all. And she kept saying to me, will you enter that? You'd win that and all this. Because she, she really didn't care, you know. Like she was brought up with me being gay. Like she couldn't see the issue at all. And I, it was her really that drove that side of me a lot, I'll be honest. Um, even at the time that I couldn't see it while she was alive, she really did make me proud of who I was and stop changing for what others want, you know? Yeah. Um, so I didn't love that about her. Um, but she she was my younger sister and she she was like, um, she kept saying it. And then the last night we spent together, uh, which my other sisters were aware she had been saying this because she used to say in front of them going, wouldn't she be very good to learn to blah, 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 and all this. And she was like, I'm telling you now, you take that rainbow flag, you win it and you take that. And people will pay attention. And her attitude then, she had a proper conversation on her own with, her, with me. And um, the last night we spent together uh, before I left on holidays and she passed away and stuff. And mm. I, she said, do me a favor, will you please enter that Miss Gatingy? <laughs> and that's where she put it. And, yeah. and I laughed. I generally when he laughed at her because I looked at it as a pageanty thing. I hate them kind of things. Wouldn't even watch them, you know, had no interest whatsoever. And I also had a big, huge fear of a microphone. So she said that to me. Um, and I laughed again at her. And she said, I'm telling you now, you do, and then she said a pure serious going, do you not realize? If you done that, like I really believe, she said you'd win it, and it's not even about that. And I said, "What do you want about?" And she goes, "It make people shut up." She said, "I think more," and that's the way she put it. She goes, "I think a lot more people are shut up and realize that anyone can be gay." And she goes, "Because loads of people know you in Limerick," and she goes, "And they know you're gay, but you just get out there and show them, like, go, it's okay, you know." And she did have this. I'll be honest, and I genuinely. Did not pay any attention to anything she said rather than laugh at it. And the only reason I remember it so well is because it was our last night together. So my sister said to me when she passed away about, about two years later, my two sisters um, really kept going on about it because I had three different counties contacting me and two, yeah, it was strange the same year. I think they were really sharper contestants, being honest, I really do. And they kept contacting me and Limerick, I remember what, I won't name the other counties, um, but one county was persistent, um, which turned out to be our rivals, but they were persistent. Um, and they asked me, geez, I think about three times, four times uh, mm. for the same year. And I kept saying, no, I did not want to enter. So obviously I was saying it to my sisters, like, oh, oh my God, wait and I tell you this, you know, thing. Yeah. And they were like, why not, why not? And then I said it straight out to the other counties, 
and this is what changed it was I said I would never do it and if I was to ever do it I would never do it for represent another county if I was to win I would only ever represent Limerick and mm. Boom, that was it. It went around Limerick. It was like, I got. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a week before the competition, a week and a half before the competition. I was asked to meet people. Uh, there was ones from the committee and everything meet me. I kept saying no, laughed it off. And it was my sisters convinced me when I went home, told them, look, Limerick are constantly asking. I was well. And my sister said, do, I'll be honest. And that's why I said, do never underestimate anyone because I couldn't say LGBT without feeling really like oh I, I can't mm. say it. I'm not going to say it right I've got to get it wrong mm. and the one time I did get it wrong during the lockdown on a microphone I couldn't believe it I was like after all these years of me bloody saying it never get it wrong but yeah but it does happen with nerves and the day of, of Miss Gay and um, I tell you I even want a hamper and I won't pick it up that's how embarrassed I used to be and I sent my niece up for it so this will tell you like um yeah. so and for my sisters they all came I got huge support for it I actually vomited three times before going there. I did not do the talent round. I refused point blank while they're going, not, not happening. Um, literally, my my language on the microphone was disgraceful. Um, I don't know how I won. <laughs> like I was even asked the question, what would I do if I had if I was to be crowned the winner? And my attitude was I already won. And like that could have come across very cocky, but I was like, that's awesome. I'm standing here. I said in front of you, I already won. I came and done what I said I'd do. And I didn't tell anyone that night what what it was for. Just my close, like my partner, my sisters were very aware. This was about my sister, you know, who had passed away, no one else. And it was about facing that fear going, all right, then. Because they kept saying, she's here with you, she's here. Do you know, it was simple mm-hmm. things. Said yeah, not yeah. to no one about it. And I was convinced, I'll be honest, I was literally just thrown in there as a number. I swear to you, I really was. Um, and I was convinced another contestant in it was, it was set up for her to win. I really believed it was because this girl really wanted it. She had rehearsed, like she'd gone to all the, like the finals, everything gone to the other counties. This girl really wanted it. Um, and then... I didn't realize I won it till they said my surname and it just caught me in shock. And the fact I even cried, I'm mortified to this day because <laughs> I look like one of those ones <laughs> in the pageant. But um, yeah, it became then kind of like that just, I was more in shock mm-hmm. that it happened. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, what do I do? What, like, what's this? Um, and then it was like, I had a mister that won that year was perfect for me because I knew him since he was a child because my first, like, out girlfriend was his older sister. Oh, wow. And I was the first to say he was gay <laughs> because he only had a crush on me and Britney Spears. And I used to go, is that not strange? <laughs> and he's bringing me in a cup of tea. He was, I always joke with him to this day. He's bringing me in a cup of tea every morning. I, like, if I stayed over, he was super sweet. He still is. But I still always say, come here, you need to tell us something. Like, you know, when I say to your sister, I'm telling you. And she's like, stop saying that. And I'm, like, I'm telling you now. Like, he's only crushes me and Britney Spears. He brings me in a cup of tea in the mornings. He's gay, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> tell us. But, yeah, we joke about that. Uh, as we, so we do have a joke about all that. And yeah. It was just amazing that it was him. And he was focused, super focused on he wanted that title. He knew what he wanted to do with it. I, as I said, was the pure Adda Karak guard, was told the minute I won, you need a bar of soap in your mouth, like we need to start something with you. As you can see, they did a good job to a degree. Like I've stopped swearing, <laughs> swearing out loud. Um, it does happen here and there, 
I can't, but I'll never change fully, if that makes sense. I just realized I don't think I've ever had to put a beep in for any of your interviews. Nearly everyone else I've had to, except for you. There's oh, <laughs> a beep at least. Not everybody, but at least some people. It's like, yeah, there's one or something will slip in. And you don't mind an awful tongue. Like, my partner's always pulling me on my language. Like, and I'm gone, I've gone around the child now. To be fair, I have a child that does not swear. Yeah. Not a hope. But I did swear recently around her. I didn't realize. But I went on a rant about something. She overheard it. And she came out and gave me a lecture going, you're saying a lot of bold words now. You need to stop. <laughs> and I was like, oops. <laughs> but yeah it was like that and I'll be honest it was more like um I asked what to do you know because I was hearing about the mister everything was mister gay mister gay mister gay and I was like what do I do and I was told literally you turn up to the final and I was like what and that was crappy to me I was like that's stupid mm-hmm. and the mister gets to do things and it wasn't like I was looking for anything it was just more like I want to do something I want mm. to be active I want so then I done a, my own fundraiser, which was the first ever event of me. Um, obviously, if I could look back, I'd change it. But it was hugely successful. And I was the first Miss then to start doing things like that. And I started because my attitude was the Miss, if you won the Miss Gay Ireland final, you became, um, you won what, the proceeds of that night towards your chosen charity. But oh my, my attitude, the CSPP, which are, you know, the patrols in Limerick, um, so the first ones that were actually setting up their uniforms, I went and learned about them mm-hmm. and they were only setting up and there was only a few of them and their uniforms were like 450 euros at the time. So they needed that for every volunteer. And I was like, right, since, you know, suicide, things like that mean so much to me. I was like, let's do something that's not LGBT. Like there's no guidelines in me to say I have to do something for LGBT. I want to do it for my city. I want to mm. do it for something I see. I want to do it for something at home. You know, people I might know, I want to do it at home. And no one could stop me then. I was kind of told, oh, you should really do it for like a naming out Dublin charities, LGBT. And I was going, no, I won't do it. I want to help these people who are doing it as volunteers. And they're literally walking the rivers at night and it had not been done. And I was living somewhere where I was openly seeing people jumping off a bridge. And I had seen so many people. And to hear their statistic when I sat there during that Christmas, because I remember that Christmas saying to people, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, it was crazy the amount I was seeing even and I found it so disturbing even there was times I closed my curtain because in case it was going to happen it was happening that much mm. and I remember hearing the statistic of 70 people actually jumped in that Christmas alone into that river I was like oh my god they're needed so yeah. I done the fundraiser against everyone's wishes we were telling me get ready for the final and um, I didn't really care about about it I just wanted to represent Limerick well at it I, I wanted to make an impression at it to go don't mess with Limerick kind of attitude um, this and, is the core thing though is that why it's always you always have Limerick in your mind and you can see how it's called pride but you are I say that a lot of people gone. it started with like and it still always will be the core of the yep. proudness of Limerick Yep. It is a delight, as always, to talk to you. And I've you had do... you on here now for ages, so I have to let you go. But yeah. um, were you going to say sorry? No, I was going to say, and you too. You too. Thanks very much, Thank Michael. You. And best of luck with everything in the future for yourself. Thanks, Lisa. And I just want to say as well, though, um, Limerick is very, we're very lucky to have you. Limerick City and County are very lucky to have you as chairperson of your Pride Parade and what you've built 
is absolutely outstanding, iconic. Well, anyway, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the last ever episode of the Michael Miro Show. Hi, and best of luck, Michael. Bye, Lisa. Well, folks, that's what my lot for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me every Tuesday these past few years. Thank you as well to Jane Willow for his first song, Rise Above It All. I won't be back next Tuesday, as this is the last show. I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I wrote it on my website too, but when I was a teenager, right, I was listening to the radio, and I thought up, I said, what would I do if I was on the radio? Because I've always loved the medium. Love radio. But the show I ended up doing was bigger than the show I imagined. <laughs> it was that, and then there was like a bunch of stuff extended onto it, you know? So it's it's been unbelievable fun doing this show for you folks out there. And uh well I hope every Tuesday morning I made you smile, brightened your day a little bit, you know. And we're hearing uh how the show had become part of people's week, you know, that people would say like, Oh, I, we love listening to you as we're driving into work or school or whatever and um every time I loved hearing that. So thank you to everyone who's ever contacted me about this show. Um, thank you to all the guests I've had on. Very lovely people, all of them. I want to thank all the folks here at Westmark 102 FM. The staff, the volunteers, the people on the board. All excellent. All love radio. Rice, well... I'm just going to say thank you again. And for the last time, this has been Michael Muto, your radio pal. Bye, folks. Although before I do go, I just want to say uh, best of luck to Limerick in the All-Ireland Hurling Final. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, bye.